Welcome, Ben. Great to see you back here at the Skate Room and welcome everyone. Welcome back to the Skate Room podcast where we chat about art, skateboarding and social impact. Great pleasure to see you back here. Oh, it's great to see you too. And I've, I've had the great pleasure of being in conversation with you for a number of months now about the EVPA Impact Week where we're bringing all kinds of change makers together to all get in the same room and talk about how to accelerate social change, how to accelerate impact. And the skate room to me is just a fascinating example and case of how that happens. So can you talk about, about the origins of the project? Well, before everything, uh, uh, we are super proud to be invited at the EVPA event. We're really looking forward. We've had a look, a precise look on everybody's participating to the event, the invitees, the attendings, and uh, we're looking really forward. Um, concerning the skate room, um, it has begun eight years ago by, by Le Hazard de la Vie. Le Hazard de la Vie was that I met, I met this guy, Oliver Perkovich, the founder, founder of the Berlin-based NGO called Skatistan. He was mixing skate and education programs in Afghanistan. Uh, and he was looking for some funding for, uh, to open a second structure in Cambodia, in Phnom Penh. And listening to his story, I was, I was convinced that I really wanted to help him. So I sold a part of the collection of skate decks I had in my, in my, in my hands by the time. Uh, selling those, giving him 50K, going three months at the opening of the structure of the skate park in the school. And, and seeing his reality, seeing the impact, seeing the, 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 the result of it, it literally changed my life. It changed my life to realize that by engaging a certain percentage of the sale of a collection of decks that I had by the time, was being able to deliver such an impact. I was thrilled. So, getting back from there I, I immediately decided to sell the whole collection that I had and I had many decks in my collection by the time I had around 4,000 decks uh, to be sold to, to donate a certain percentage of the sale because I didn't want to, to make money out of this collection and to continue to provide support to Skatistan um, in order to be able to sell more decks, I couldn't only uh, organize exhibition in Brussels because my market would be too, too, uh, too small. So uh, I very quickly uh, linked with the MoMA in New York, with the Bayler Foundation in, uh, in Basel, and selling those decks and saying, listen, 20% of the sales would have to be given to Skatistan in order to fund them and, uh, and to make a change. Um, of course, before, because of the, of the visibility of the MoMA and Bailer, this collection ran out of decks quite, uh, quite quickly, but yeah. I, I kept a few. I kept around 300 of those, which are the best ones. And, um, and being able to, to, to help Skatistan for two years like this had been tremendous, had been tremendous for, for me, for, for the team that I had built, because, because uh, I had to build a team. And, and this project became, I would like to say, a company, uh, maybe even a brand, and voila. That was the starting point. Yeah, I, I mean, I've always found your path to scale really fascinating because we have here in front of us the product. Can you describe how this becomes impact? And this is the, one of the best examples possible. 
So I was letting know about the sale of the collection. Once the collection ran out and was, uh, was out, um, I wanted to continue to support Skatistan. And even by this time, uh, we opened the range of, uh, of NGOs to support them because there was not only Skatistan anymore, but CGF, Concrete Jungle Foundation, uh, Make Life Skate Life, uh, uh, who were appearing. So I decided but what are to, to become producer of those decks, to yeah. become producer. And what does it mean? It means to reach an artist. First artist that I, uh, that I uh, reached was Ai Weiwei. And just to propose him, why don't we do a collaboration on art on skate decks, in order to fund Skatistan or the other ones I was mentioning. And Mr. Weiwei had immediately agreed. I remember we've done three decks, three different visuals, launching them with, uh, with High Beast. Mm -hmm. uh, in a weekend, it was all sold. So in a weekend, we could be able, we would have been able to donate, I think it was around a 75K to an organization. And let's be clear, it changes the life of those organizations. And I like to, for us, for the artists, being together and with a partner, a retail partner usually, to, uh, to, to make a drop like that, to have a super product to sell, and specifically to have the impact besides that and to say this is what it has funded this collaboration yeah so to bring the sense now you're talking about this project it was amazing arriving at the office one one morning and uh, receiving a mail from damon mccarty damon yeah. mccarty that i didn't know was the is the son of paul mccarty paul mccarty major american artist that i really like yeah and this guy reaching us, hey, I uh, love what you do. Uh, can we talk about a project with my father, blah, blah, blah. And I'm saying, oh, who the hell is this? This is just simply a joke. So we're connecting back to this guy. And Damon saying, no, no, I'm really the son of Paul McCarthy. We love what you do. We would like to make a collaboration with you. Long story short, we've been, we became friends with him. We've done a super collaboration with his father. This, is, this was the the first project we've done with him based on the Propo series, Propo being a very important part of his art. Yeah. And, um, and this is a very special product because each deck was, um, was sampled in, uh, in 150 samples, I think, and the uh, 51st were hand-signed and set up in a, in a fly case like this. So the idea, you can see it, you have the wheels, you have the screws, you have everything, you have the grip, and you can turn each one of the deck into a real skateboard to be used. In this fly case, there was just one deck that was only part of this, so it was for sale a lot of money. We've done this collaboration, I think it was with the MoMA. We, yeah, we organized the event at the MoMA, a big party, thousand people, Paul being there, uh, uh, printing, uh, um, how do you say that? Um, the, uh, decorating and pimping the fly cases yeah. in the MoMA and through this collaboration we donated 250k to Skatistan and let them make and fund uh, a whole skate park school and program for one year in South Africa in, uh, in Johannesburg in the area of Maboneng. Skatistan had received the, the land and we paid for all the facilities and, uh, and being there with Damon, uh, not Paul, but Damon at the opening with Tony Hawk, who was there because he's the godfather of Skatistan. Sure. Wow, c est, c est. It's so engaging. The artists are just so happy. I'm sure that the collectors, once they, they know about the impact, it links you on another level with the product, with the addition that you're having on your wall, saying, I'm happy of this, but be aware that it has changed the reality of some kids. 
And I think uh, it's one of the lessons that I came through, uh, through our stories to say, guys, wh why don't we engage our consumption? We are in, in, in the happy part of the world, in the lucky one. Why don't we engage our consumption of everything to have an impact simply on the people who don't have the chance to consume? Yeah, yeah. It, it's an interesting point you brought up that you have artists just knocking on your door to do these collaborations. And, and I have to think that a large part of it is because they are socially engaged. They know the impact of, of, of what happens when somebody buys one of these editions. I fully agree with what you're saying. The, one of the best part of, uh, of my job or our job is definitely to have the chance to be linked to the artist. Yeah. Artists are usually people that are driven by the sense, by the belly, by the by the Indian game. They don't think too much on the, on the aspect of uh, commercial aspect, money aspect, etc. And it's uh, let's take back the example of Ai Weiwei. With Ai Weiwei, we've done three collaborations. With Paul McCarthy, we've done three collaborations. Even with Jenny Olser, major woman artist, we've done three as well. Mm. Last story that was really interesting, um, we were connecting through uh, Zwirner Gallery with, uh, with, Raymond, uh, yeah, with Raymond Petitbon, which is a, a tremendous artist working with the waves, etc. Yeah. And we were meant to make one collaboration with him. Two years later, Zwirner was saying, okay, stop working with <laughs> Raymond because he's having a collab to come with Supreme and yeah, he's not yeah. meant to have any other collab before. But we couldn't stop Raymond. He was saying, okay, let's do it again with this project to support, with that visual, etc." So, yes, we are lucky to, uh, to be connected now with those artists. Museums are helping us to be connected with the museums related to the exhibitions they are having. But I think the most important part is um, without the support of those artists, we wouldn't be able to have a, a relevant product. Without the support of those artists, we wouldn't be able to, uh, to link with all those museums through we are re reaching important sales. And, and the artist is at, is at the basics of this company. Yeah. And, and, and we do have a, an interesting track record with them because we've been, we've been saying what we do, we've been doing what we said. They trust in us, they believe in us, and, um, and they're accompanying us. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's it's trust that drives so many of these artist relationships, but also all of the other partnerships that that go into the skate room. You know, you've got you've got museums, you've got those building the skate parks. You've, it, can you talk about partnerships and your approach to that? Yeah, interesting. It's an interesting question. Um, it's true that, as I was saying, the starting point would be the artist, because without the artist, we don't have any any any. Uh, editions uh, on skates. After that, in order to reach the, the proper audience of our product, and this was the starting point of even my collection, uh, skate were proposed to the skate market. But once you took those skate and proposed them to art collectors, you would address yourself to another type of community. Yeah. And they would understand more easily the value that was having uh, such an edition, not a skateboard, but an art edition. Uh, so, of course, museums were key in order to propose and to present those products. I told you about MoMA, uh, Bayer Foundation being the two first one, but now we're linking with the Met, with the Guggenheim, with the Mocha in Los Angeles in a few weeks, with the Whitney, we just in New York released another collaboration. So museums are key, and they have very easily accepted the idea that 
they wouldn't merge and ask for like 50% of commission. Otherwise, I cannot build this product properly yeah. by buying a $27 DEX coming from Canada instead of $1.5 DEX coming from China. Yeah. And this is clearly a special commitment that we have made since the early beginning of the skate room. We want to do good things for the kids. We, n we cannot arm the planet. So we, we became a B Corp, you know that we consider people planet. And production-wise, it is key to work with relevant forest. Museum, so asking not 50%, but working at 40%. The artist respecting the, 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 the equilibrium as well. And finally, if we want to be able to donate 20%, 30% on some editions to the social project, each one has to make an effort. Yeah. So within the collaboration, we are all making the effort possible to give uh, to give those 30 percent and uh, and the buyer of course the collector is at the end of the cycle and um, and ready to give maybe a bit more money because it's true that our product or some are, are expensive um, but they consider it as an art edition hand signed in limited editions and and with this impact yeah so in, in talking about some of the the social projects um i'm struck by that it, it it just seemed to achieve a global scale so so quickly and I, I was wondering how like how did that happen well um skatistan was definitely skatistan berlin-based ngo that yeah. oliver created he was the first to go in one of those countries like this to dare in afghanistan to dare to interact with kids etc um, we've been supporting him for, for since the early beginning, but very quickly other organization has popped up in the world. And I was mentioning CGF, Conc uh, Make Life Skate Life, Concrete um, uh, Wonders Around the World, mm -hmm. and many more. Usually those people would be skaters, would be a young crowd, mm -hmm. would be willing to have an, an experience within their life where they are impactful, and they are identifying clearly that skateboarding has a major impact on the kids. I have to admit that I have never been a good skater. I have skated a bit in my life. I was interested by skateboard collections and art on skateboard, but not being a good skater. And interacting with those people for, for now so long, I have to admit that it is having a true impact that other, other sport couldn't have. Yeah. Because those kids are daring those kids are considering each one and another. It's not competing uh, 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 discipline and the, the, the good ones are helping the younger ones, etc. And, uh, and it's making a true change within those communities. I will always remember in Afghanistan, the, the, the first trip I've done with Oli, met those three little girls being beautifully dressed, so shy, etc. And just literally stepping out of the street and they were waiting to be sold. Huh? We're talking about this, as yeah. we understand. Four years later, getting back there and seeing the three same girls being uh, much higher and looking me in the eyes, we're talking in English and we're waiting to be sent at the Olympics in, uh, in, uh, in Tokyo. I mean, their life has literally changed. So to get back to your question about those organizations, young people, skaters willing to have an impact in, within their life, going and daring their reality to get out of their facility, blah, blah, yeah. to go in those countries, and we are there to help. This is the commitment of the skate room, guys. 
if you're linking good things for the kids with skateboarding in a country outside of the US because usually we don't really want to go in the US. Tony Hawk Foundation is doing a tremendous work uh, uh, on the American soil and we would rather go where no one is looking and going. So if you are there dedicating your life, your effort, your time uh, for this reason, uh, ben voilà. we are here to support, to fund you first usually your skate park and then to fund the programs because it's through the program that we would reach the impact. Yeah. You know, you, you glossed over this point a little in talking about it, but it, it sounds like you visit a lot of these sites but as well. Two best part of my job, trust me, sorry my team for saying it, but the best part is to connect with the artists because I love the art world. I really enjoy taking time and spending time with them, deciding which visual, which technique, yeah. which social project even to fund. And the second best part of my, of my job is to go and, uh, and see those skate parks yeah. and see those kids and see the result of it. Finally, it's true that COVID has, was very hard for my team, for my previous team, etc. And we've been working so hard since COVID that we, we hadn't had the time and the opportunity to go with all the team to see a social project. We just done a, a la, one of the last collaboration we've, we've done was with a four CGF Concrete Jungle Foundation, uh, an organization we've been supporting in Jamaica, in Peru. And now the last one was uh, outside of, uh, um, of Marrakech mm -hmm. in Tameslot. We have received the land from a, from a brilliant NGO organization uh, who's supporting local kids uh, that don't have parents anymore. Yeah. They've given us a land. We had made this uh, collaboration with Michelle Lamy from Rico Wentz uh, Furniture with a bunch of artists that she had curated. We had been able to donate, I think, 75K in order to fund the skate park, to begin to fund the programs over there. And I was on holiday with my daughter in Marrakech, so we took the opportunity to go and visit the place. And they just open it, trust me, to see the kids. Uh, even my kid, is, she, she's, it's changing her life. It's, it's life-changing to see those kids interacting. And, um, and the responsible of the program was telling me how the skate park from Tameslot outside of the village had an influence on all the kids of the village of yeah. Tameslot. Yeah. Them really fight, not fighting, but, but doing the good things in order to be taken in the program of next week. Yeah. And I'm planning to organize with my super dedicated team a travel, um, I think in February, in order to go and visit, to visit the, what are the final result of what we're doing. Yeah, you know, and I can see that they're all happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Looking at this right now, it seems like it. I, I'm always struck by it, this this idea that a skate park, it is not the same as a tennis court. It it achieves totally different things for for a community, and I think I think also I think it's definitely a discipline, a sport that that many people are looking now, and it's not. It's for this reason, one of this reason, that it's part now of the Olympics. Invited yeah. in, uh, in Tokyo, invited in France. Of course, in 2028 in Cali, it will be a major focus, I guess, on it. Um, yes, it is onboarding the people. It is, it is a magical move. It is great place. It is outside. Uh, it is mixing all together. And it's true that art has been flirting with the, with the skate Oh, always, Being always. In California, I'm not talking about Raymond Thibault and the other ones. Yeah. But yes, it makes a special change. Let's be clear, the, the, 
what I'm seeing, it has been now eight years that I've been, uh, I've been running the skate room and I love my job. And I do thank you to all the artists, to all the, the, the different teams I've had in-house, all the collectors, all the retailers, and all those incredible social project organizations around the world. Today, the reality is the following. There is around 400 uh, social projects waiting around the world to be funded. Yeah. I think it's an, and it's a commitment that I've taken with my team that I've taken with some of the of the big organization we're supporting. I would like to be dedicated. I would like to be able to support those organizations, as I was saying, f first to fund the skate park and then the programs, because without the program, there's no impact. Yeah. Why not before the French Olympics? And I had this in mind three years ago and then COVID hit. So it's not going to be a reality. But why not to imagine for 2028? 2028, uh, skate room will be there for maybe 12 years. Mm -hmm. And to say, listen, we started with a simple project in Afghanistan. 12 years later, because of the support of all the people I was mentioning, we've done our mission. Here is 500 skate parks around the world who has been created. The programs are funded and probably interacting with X million kids uh, uh, on a yearly basis and, and helping them to improve their cause their quality of life, their consideration. And and for th and like this, all the people um, I was mentioning and we are collaborating with would, would be so proud. And yes, an industry by fighting together can change the reality. Yeah. Well, you've already dipped into some of the plans for, for scale in terms of social projects. What, what else? What else is on the horizon? Wow. Big, uh, big question. If we want to be able to, to scale the impact, and of course we won't just by selling our decks at, at the rhythm we've been able to, uh, to do it for, for now uh, uh, eight years, we won't be able to deliver the support to the 400 projects. Mm. We have identified special ways to reach this, this, uh, this, uh, this objective. And we're launching a project of uh, decoration, of hospitality design, we call it. And it's a way, how do, would you decorate your office, your hotel, etc. Yeah. Of course, to improve the sales. We are getting now into the entertainment business with the, with the movie, with the music. I'm not going to share too much because okay. uh, I'm All keeping right. the surprise. But yeah. we are having super project to come. And not with majors saying, hey, we want to work with you with people behind the majors, with people within the movies, within the music, etc., saying, I want my skate park as well. Can I work with you guys? Yeah. So it's a market in where we are planning to go. I would love to see with the major actors such as uh, IKEA, for instance, who's super dedicated to support the, the well-being of force of business around the world, the link with environment, with the people, with the communities, with the girls, etc to be able to deliver a triptych at an affordable price within all this crazy network, again, and to, Im to improve considerably the sales, thus the giving to the, to the, to the social project. And we're having another, another project that we call the Good Room. Yeah. And in the Good Room, the idea is simple. When, let's take, uh, okay, Jeff Koons is an example. We've done a, a collaboration last year with, no, this year, with Jeff Koons. We've done a skate park in uh, Oaxaca with him. He chose it to be, uh, to be uh, active there. Uh -huh. and, uh, and now we're having some brands, not mentioning the brands, but them saying, hey, how can we help you? Yeah. 
So why not you make a watch with Jeff Koons? Why not you make a shoe with Jeff Koons? Why not you make a t-shirt with Jeff Koons? Two conditions. First, those brands would have to be sustainable linked to the environment. Mm -hmm. So no rubber on the shoe, no plastic uh, 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 on the watch, etc. And, uh, and to respect the same economic model as us. Yeah. We're donating 20% of the sale. You got to donate 20% of the sale. And to be honest with you, one of the owner of the biggest brand of watches in the world saying, how the hell did you manage to get Jeff Koons to make a watch with us? Yeah. We hadn't been able to do it for 20 years. <laughs> Again, because of the trust he's giving to the project and because of him considering the impact he has had. Jeff Koons had been always super super engaged on the cause of children. He has his own foundation, uh, defending, promoting, considering those kids. And he knows by doing some watch, t-shirt or whatever with us, he's going to reach the impact. Why not making it? And we have to admit this idea of the good room. I tried it to, to launch it from many years ago. But before COVID, I cannot say that I had, uh, I had a positive echo yeah. coming from those brands. And since COVID, it has literally changed. Yeah. The world is just reconsidering the, the different equilibriums within the world. The world and the young people are, are, are screaming to get more sense, to respect the planet, to respect the whole community of other kids. And, uh, and now the, we, we, we clearly see it, and I think oh, everybody sees it around the world. Uh, business are trying to, to become more respectful with the environment, to, uh, to engage with different communities to help them. And I think it's a good lesson coming from the street. And the street is all of us saying, yeah. guys, stop to enrich only, only owner's business, etc. Let's have a global impact. Yeah. And this is very encouraging. I, I mean, it sounds like it, the, today's moment, the moment, it's just, it's just right for what you do and what the skate drum the Yeah, skate drum and does. for us, it's a great opportunity. But when discussing with young people in different schools, etc., I would love to be a young 20-ish years-old kid stepping out of school, of university, of whatever, and, and, and realizing all the possibilities we have in, in front of us. Right. Today in, in EVPA, let's talk about EVPA. It's tremendous to realize the number of organizations, of banks, of funds, etc., who are there, why? Yeah. Not to invest. They want to invest for an impact. They want to invest to scale what some of the organization like the skate room is doing. So you get all those young people willing to change the world. You get consumers willing to change the world as well through their buying process. And, and, and you get the investment and all the possibility of creation besides that. I think it's the good, uh, it's the good environment. Yeah. Very exciting world. I, I agree, uh, you know, and I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty fresh to, to this world too, but if there's something that I noticed so far, it's, it's that impact people, um, the folks who are, who are members of EVPA and who are involved in, in the conferences and everything else, they really do keep this as, as the highest priority. Social and environmental impact, they are all about it, and they're all about helping each other figure out the best ways to do it. Um, you know, there's this constant flow of knowledge in the community that that everybody lifts themselves yeah. uh, themselves I think up. Also, we can learn each one from another, etc. I was taking a few a few hours uh, th during the weekend to go through the list of the partners of EVPA within Europe. Yeah, I couldn't imagine to see some of those companies. I didn't even knew that they were launching some philanthropic 
uh, uh, initiative within their companies. Mm. And it's so inspiring to see this. Yeah. And I'm sure that by linking their initiatives to the reality of the market, to the reality of the contentment of the people and the different communities, we'll only make one, one role and one thing happen is to grow this community. And we will do less of the previous business that wasn't very good for the environment, yeah. uh, that wasn't very good for the other people, and, and make a shift into this. And maybe in 20 years or in 10 years, we could uh, mainly do uh, use business as a force for good, really. Yeah. yeah, but I have to stress, I mean, that's, it's not gonna happen without a diverse set of voices in the room, yeah. all, all really in conversation about, okay, how do we rethink this thing towards elevating people and planet? Fully um, agree with you, and yeah. I think EVPA conference is a great occasion to confront different realities, different discourse, different topics, and, and to challenge all this yeah. to have a global vision on how to have an impact through, uh, through what we do each one. Yeah, well, I, I hope so, but I, I have high expectations <laughs> for it, I have to say. So maybe, maybe we could just talk very briefly about um, you're going to be there, you're going to present. What, who should come to your session and why? Ha! Who should come? I would be very pleased to host uh, and to have as many people as possible in, fr in front of us. I was telling you, seriously, eight years ago, I wouldn't imagine that I would be on stage there. So I'm very humbly thankful to, uh, to the organization to inviting me. And I hope I will uh, inspire the people who will be listening to, uh, to what I have to say. I've decided to structure my intervention this way. I don't want me to, to give everything to explain all the story. I want my story to be confronted by the reality uh, that we are bringing, that uh, the people we are supporting. Mm. So we're gonna take, I'm gonna take six, seven minutes to explain in quite briefly the story of the skate room, the values of the skate room, what we have done so far. After that, I have decided to invite uh, on stage uh, Clément. Clément is the founder of the CGF, Concrete Jungle Foundation organization that we've been supporting now for, for five, six years. He's gonna explain what is the, um, what is the good side to be supported uh, by a company like the Skate Room and other donators, uh, because we're not the only supporter for this, for this industry. Right. And, uh, and after that, Clément, we are inviting Tom, and he's a PhD from London that is studying the impact of skateboarding on different communities. Like these people get the story of the Skate Room, confront the reality of the impact of the skate room with the discourse of, uh, of, um, of the founder of one of the organization, and then the public will listen to the PhD and him explaining clearly the study and the result of his study on what is the skateboard giving as an impact on the kids. One of the previous, um, one of the previous, um, how do you call, uh, podcasts that we had here. Yeah was to invite uh, an incredible guy called Neftali Williams. Neftali Williams is the vice president of the Skateboarding Association in America, vice president of Tony Hawk Foundation, incredible skater. And he's a PhD from UCLA and, um, and Yale. He has been studying the impact skateboarding is having on different communities, mainly in America for years. He's super relevant within his analysis because he's done for many years. And it's incredible to listen to him. Yeah. We couldn't imagine that. I'm not sure basketball, I'm not sure tennis, I'm not sure other discipline are reaching this. Skateboarding is really, really special. Yeah, 
Yeah. Uh, it's, it's so refreshing to hear that there's this academic methodological rigor applied to, to measuring impact in, in the space. And that it's only growing, you know, there's only more people I, interested in that measurement part of it. True. And I think also it's really interesting. I think it's quite new. It's, uh, it's worth to have it when you are having, when you're an organization like Tony Hawk Foundation, like us, like Skatistan, like the NGOs, to be able to measure, to be able to follow, to be able to have a, to have a summary on, uh, okay, what we've done, guys, it has served this, it yeah. has served that, those communities are changing, etc. I see it on the ground, but a collector that is not going on the ground is unable to have a, a vision as I'm having on the ground. So let's provide him this study. Let's provide to EVPA, to people, the yeah. reality of the impact, the seriousness with which we are confronting uh, um, our impact. So yeah, it's a, it's a great stuff. What is super interesting is that all those, though, this crowd, though, those organizations I was telling you about, the NGOs, the Tony Hawk Foundation, the brands, the artists, etc. we all fighting for the same stuff. Yeah. Let's spread the skate around the world. Let's continue to have this impact. Let's scale it. And I'm sure that we'll have some support after the EVPA uh, uh, talk in order to be able to scale this. Yeah. I mean, what you're describing is a recipe for for scale, for collaboration. Thank you for that. And, Thank you, and, Yeah, it's it's inspiring, and and I'm looking forward to hearing more at at Impact Week. We'll we'll have during the exhibition, the, the, during the talk in EVPA and during the event, we're gonna we're gonna display a short uh, exhibition yeah. of what we have done with uh, each time the edition we launched the the name of the artist the social project we supported, and even to, uh, to provide some, uh, some key details on the impact since, I don't know, 2016, since 2021, yeah. it has had on the communities. So it will be inspiring. Please come by in VPA to see it. I will be super happy to meet anyone, and, uh, and please come, come, come during my talk because I would be very happy and proud. Well, yeah, you know, you already know I'll be there, so you know that's that's a big part of your audience, all right. <laughs> well, um, shoot, anything you want, anything else you want to cover today? No. How you feeling? We can have a, we can have a drink. Thank you so much for coming for passing oh, no, by thank, again. Thank you, the team. Thanks for making this happen, and let's enjoy at EVPA. Hell yeah! Voila, thanks Ben. Over and out, y'all.